Hi, I'm Pete Price, and this is a very important podcast. Peter Farrell is the dentist who owns Carlton Dental Practice in Birkenhead Road, Hoylake. He has some fascinating, interesting, and scary points to make about dentistry today. If you want to know more about everything to do with bad teeth, to do with dentistry, listen in now. This is Peter Farrell. I'm Pete Price. My podcast. There is a crisis within the dentistry world, and uh, Peter has kindly joined us. Hello, Peter. Hi, Pete. How are you? I'm very well indeed. I'll be better after I see you on Tuesday and get this tooth filled. <laughs> <laughs> but that's another story. That's another story. I really appreciate you coming on. And um, what I love about you is you're passionate about the dentistry industry, and it is important. So I've got a few questions, if you don't mind asking, yeah, uh, yeah. answering, uh, asking them, so I can get some answers. What first of all is happening with the NHS and dentistry? What's going on? Well, at the moment, everything's been turned upside down. Um, all our routine care um, it basically stopped when COVID arrived. And, um, yeah, even with all the relaxations that have come in, we've got to carry on the way, uh, you know, the way we have for the last 16 or 17 months, which have been, it's been the weirdest 16, 17 months of my career, and it's, uh, it, it's going to continue. Now, tell me, um, when you say you have to continue, did you close at all, or were you open all through the pandemic? Yeah, no, we we had to close. I think it was March the 23rd in 2020. And, uh, yeah, we just had to shut up shop. Um, we just had to deal with patients over the phone. We were triaging them. Um, we were, you know, having to dish out painkillers, antibiotics. If that wasn't working, Peter, we had to send them to specialist centres that were set up. And the only thing they could do is take teeth out. So, oh, wow. Uh, yeah, it that, was, um, that was really so. That yeah, must like have been very yeah, yeah. That must have been very scary because um, the, the dentists are, are very committed, and um, you know they they are struggling anyway because you know there seemed to be a problem which we're going to be talking about. Are dentists leaving the NHS for private practice? And if so, why? I wouldn't say that they're actually leaving NHS dentistry to go to private practice, I think they're having to do more private work within their own current practices to try and support the, uh, the NHS dentistry. NHS dentistry is severely underfunded. Uh, the budget's gone down over the last 10 years. And uh, to keep the practices afloat, we're having to offer more private treatments like the clear aligners, the tooth whitening. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, that's what's happening at the moment. So in the early days of the pandemic, um, you could buy uh, uh, at chemist shops uh, dentistry kits to do fillings. Right. What, what, how the hell did that come about? Yeah, well, patients were having to mix up their own fillings and stuff them into the holes. You know, it's, uh, you know it was the only way to get through because we were not allowed to see patients face to face. It was, it was just a no-go. Until we heard on the BBC News a few days before that we were allowed back to work on June the 8th. So like so, everybody else, you heard via the news? Via the news, with very little guidance. But Incredible. Incredible. <laughs> now, what people don't know is um, uh, uh, that the equipment you have to wear, the outfits you have to wear, first of all, cost a great deal of money. How how have you coped with uh, w with how it works? Explain to me. Well, costs have gone 
costs have gone through the roof. Um, that, that, that there's no denying that. The NHS have been helpful. They have been, well, you know, now it's available. They have been dishing out the PPE. We've got, we've, you know, there is an allowance that we can claim. But for other stuff, we have, we're having to, you know, having to find extra funds to uh, to pay for all this. We've had to upgrade our surgeries to deal with ventilation, so that all the little bits of virus floating around in the air are removed, so we can work safely. It's, uh, yeah, it's it's, and there's been very little funding to help us with that. Now, are people still coming into den- dentistry, or is there a crisis looming? Um, certainly, the, the, the kids at school who want to become dentists, there's thousands of them, and there's not enough, there's not enough places for, for them. So, uh, unfortunately, you need top grades to get in. Um, with regards to trying to recruit dentists nowadays, especially from overseas, uh, with Brexit coming in, um, it's been very tricky with COVID to actually get them to come over and also um, they have to sit a, a special exam and there's very few sittings of that at the moment so trying to get dentists to, to come over from overseas to fill fill spaces has been tricky and certainly rural parts of the country just cannot get a dentist nowadays there's, there's parts of the country that are like the third world with regards to dentistry wow which brings me to children's teeth which is a major problem isn't it over diet sugary yes. drinks etc especially in the northwest We've got around here. We've got the highest levels of tooth decay in kids, and it's uh, yeah, it's you know we can't be proud of that. Do parents not realise what's going on? Well, the cause of it, Pete, it's the hidden sugars that, that are in everything, you know, and, and also what the kids are having between between the meals. You know, they're eating sugary things, they're eating acidic things. The teeth are not getting a chance to repair themselves uh, before the next meal, and then eventually they break, they form the holes. Next thing the kids are in pain but at the moment it's very tricky to deal with them so if parents are listening now who've got children they've got to be cruel to be kind haven't they? you've got children for goodness that's sake right. you, you've got, got to be cruel to be kind haven't you that's right that's right sweets are a treat they're not a habit okay so you know pick pick a day in the week have it then have all the good stuff then the rest of the week you know try and be as good as you can for you know it's for your own health for your own teeth you know, it's, uh, it's so important. These teeth have got to last you for life. So, uh, children are losing teeth at, 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 at a rapid age, aren't they? Well, unfortunately, Pete, the baby teeth that are affected are so broken down that we have to put them through general anaesthetics to, to, to get them out. And the problem is nowadays, with COVID, we just don't have the facility. So, the situation's getting worse and worse. The system is no longer there to deal with the crisis. Now, here's something an awful lot of dentists, well, in fact, all dentists, are very, very angry about. Uh, the whitening industry and the cowboys that are causing major problems that you have to try and pick up. Well, that's right. Yeah, well, quite simply, they're breaking the law. Um, it, it's now illegal for anyone to, to whiten teeth um, without a prescription from a dentist. So the dentist should do an assessment on the teeth to say whether they're healthy enough to do the whitening. They'll examine the teeth, they'll examine the gums, and then they'll come up with the best way of doing it, the safest way of doing it. And, uh, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's not something to be messed around with. And there's an awful lot of people still messing around with it, aren't there? Well, you, you see adverts for it on Facebook, you see adverts, you know, in beauticians. Yeah. It's, uh, they're breaking the law, Pete, and they will take proceedings against them. Good. Good. Now, talk us through a day, because it's different now in the surgery, isn't it? Because you have to have time off. Explain to us, like, you've got two 
um, two offices or, t or, t or two um, uh, clinics, two surgery, yeah. Surgery, yeah. To explain to us how it works, please. Okay, well, the risk, the risk is obviously the virus, and the virus theoretically can be carried in little droplets of water that are floating around in the air after we do a treatment on a patient who's infectious. Now, the problem is anyone who walks in the room after, or any member of staff who walks in the room, can actually breathe that in and become infected and transmit it onto someone else. So once we do a treatment on a patient, we have to wear all the proper PPE, just like you see the doctors in the COVID wards. Mm -hmm. We're wearing special masks that can filter out those droplets. We then treat the patient appropriately. The patient then leaves. We then need to leave our surgery for a required period of time for all that air to disappear through our ventilation systems. Then we can go in and clean it, um, clean the room, you know, ready for the next patient. But that room's out of commission for an awful long, long period of time after we've finished our work. It's lucky that I've got another room I can go and work in. Yeah. Um, else I don't think I'd be there anymore. But you have, uh, in the other room, you can't drill, can you? It, it's all Not about different room. procedures in different rooms. That's right. We have to structure the day yeah. as efficiently as possible to try and reduce our backlog. And it's important that people turn up for appointments when, in fact, oh, you, ring up, you ring up now yeah. and uh, just make sure everybody's right. But, I, I mean, I get cross about this, Peter, within the NHS, that people that don't turn up for specialists and it, it costs nothing to pick a phone up and say, I'm That's sorry right. I can't make because something's happened. That's right. Is it true that people are actively being encouraged by the NHS to leave the NHS and go private? Um, that's a difficult one to say, Peter, because I, I don't really know what goes on in other people's premises. Um, I'd certainly never encourage that. Um, but, you know, it's... I think, other, I think patients are actively seeking private care because, mm -hmm. because of the backlog of, of, of treatment. You know, they're not willing to wait. Uh, so they're actually, you know, going to going to private healthcare, not just in dentistry, but across the board, whether it's for, for knee and hip replacements, um, you know, because they just cannot wait that period of time. So they're seeking alternative options. Tell me, um, we have a crisis within the NHS of five million operations uh, waiting to happen because of COVID. What about in dentistry? Uh, there must be a backlog of appointments that you and all your colleagues uh, are up against. Oh, completely. Well, when I was able to get back to work in June, I still wasn't able to actually pick up a drill and start treating people properly. That didn't happen until August, Pete. Um, that's when I was able to get all the proper PPE. By then, I had a five-month backlog. Seventeen months on, I've managed to get it down to about five weeks. We've been working our socks off. So what do people do? Um, they, 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 if there's emergencies, because I've always wanted to know, where do they tie up with you and the dental hospital? Why would I go to a dental hospital rather than come to you? Or do you send um, me? I, not, just in, not just in Liverpool, but in Wirral as well. There are emergency dental clinics for out of hours. Um, however, if you're going to see a dentist and he feels that you need referring to a specialist, um, things, are, things are recovering a bit now, but it's been very difficult over the last 12 months to actually get patients into secondary care, into, into the specialists, into the specialisms to get them treated for advanced care. We've just been trying to, trying to manage things on the coalface, shall I say. I'm talking to uh, Peter Farrell, who is from uh, Carlton Dental Practice, uh, Birkenhead Road in Hoylake. Um, Looking back now, Peter, and talking to all your colleagues throughout the country, because I know you're part of um, this group that that are fighting to keep dentistry in, in 
there, you know, and, and try and help people. What's been the major problems caused through the pandemic? Well, first of all, I think patients who have been you know, closely monitored by the dentists in the past for, for gum disease and, and with a high risk of decay, obviously they haven't had that same sort of um, surveillance to keep an eye on disease. What worries me more, Pete, is the fact that oral cancers may have been missed or, or you know, oral diagnosis is, is, is delayed uh, because the longer you leave that, then uh, the chances, chances decrease. So that's what worries me more, that things, you know, sinister things will... Uh, What do you say to people out there about the frustration they can't find a dentist? Because there are people who can't find dentists, can't they? It's getting harder and harder. Luckily, where I work on Wirral, there's lots of excellent, excellent practices across the board. Um, And there's usually someone on Wirral who will take you on. It's a small area if you're willing to travel a few miles. Um, Phone NHS 111. They can direct you towards local dentists who, who, who may, may be taking on patients. There may be a bit of a waiting list at the moment, but someone should be able to see you on an emergency basis just to stabilise things before you can do have your full treatment, full what, treatment done. What's your message to the people that don't come to the dentist? Because there are people still, well, some are frightened of the dentist, but also they can't be well, bothered. That's right. They can't be well, bothered. 50% of the, of the UK population don't go to the dentist. Wow. Wow. That's right. So there's a lot, there's a, you know, and, and the problem is that the difficulty is a lot of them are scared, but the problem is when they go to the dentist, they, well, they only go to the dentist when, when they, they really have to go. By then, something really horrible is probably going to happen to them. So if they feel that, feel as though there is something wrong, go early. We can treat it, and you'll, you'll be amazed. It will be virtually pain-free, and you'll have a great experience. Don't leave it so long that you have a horrible experience because of, that's not going to cure you. How important is it uh, to go to the hygienist? The gums are the foundation of, uh, of your mouth. You know, they're, they're supporting the teeth. And, the, you know, hygienists and dental therapists will work with you to show you how to maintain your mouth, how to remove the bacteria that cause the gum disease and the tooth decay and, uh, and get, you treat, uh, get you brushing efficiently. You may think you're brushing twice a day, but are you brushing it right? The dental teams will help you do that and maintain. If you notice brushing when you brush it, sorry, if you, meant to, uh, if you notice bleeding when you're brushing your teeth, it's not you cutting the gums. It's the bacteria that are there. So any bleeding, brush more, brush that area more. Try and make it bleed. It doesn't sound very nice, but again, you've got to be cool to be kind. In a few days, you'll be amazed. It'll start to, start to disappear. Peter, you've spent time with us, which means an awful lot to me because I no, know that this problem that we've got out there with the dentists uh, or dentistry, and I'm really shocked that 50% uh, don't see a dentist. I'm, I'm really shocked. What's your message to people out there, first of all, about going to a dentist, and secondly, to the parents of children? Okay, well, I think the, the, the first thing is with regards to COVID. Please be patient with the dental practices. They're working their socks off to reduce the backlog and return to the normal service. Uh, but in general, you know, first of all, and this goes out to the whole public, the best thing you can do for the health of your mouth and your body is to stop smoking. It really is. It, it, it reduces the chance of any gum disease and it reduces the chance of oral cancer. Uh, sugary things should be a treat, not a habit, as I've said. I want you to brush twice a day, to rem- um, brush twice a day with a fluoride tooth toothbrush as toothpaste and that will help to hopefully reduce the chance of you getting decay if you do have any ulcers or any bumps lumps white patches red patches that are not disappearing after two weeks go and see your dentist 
it's usually nothing. But please get it checked because it's better to be safe than sorry. Without any shadow of a doubt. And uh, my last question I've got to ask Who do dentists go and see? <laughs> Uh, my wife's a dentist. She's probably listening now, aren't you, Caroline? <laughs> so she, she looks after your teeth. <laughs> Peter Farrell, thank you so much for joining my us. My pleasure, um, Peter. I'll see you in the week. My pleasure. Um, from Carlton Dental Practice in Hoylake and Birkenhead Road. If you enjoyed that, why not subscribe? We've got lots of podcasts and it costs you nothing. Liverpool Live.